on, everybody? This is the USB Cast. You're listening to Chris, Ryan, and Drew. What's going on, Ryan? Hey, Chris. You seem very excited today. So, Always, uh, man. <laughs> Drew, what are we going to be talking about today? We're going to talk about a bunch of different sports. we got NFL, NCAA football, World Series, NBA, you name it. We got it. Uh, this is our very first podcast for the Untitled Sports Broadcast, as Chris very loudly put it earlier. Uh, remember to follow us at, at USB Cast. Uh, Chris, why don't you start us off with some Kentucky-Michigan State talk? Uh, man, as a Michigan State fan, it's actually kind of promising that they only lost by seven points, and they played really bad. You know, they didn't shoot very well. Uh, Cash is going to need some help this year, uh, and I don't know if he's going to get it until Langford comes back. But I think uh, this is pretty much the worst-case scenario for them so far, and I think they'll be a lot better and be fine for the tournament. Ryan, as a Michigan fan, what do you think about that? I'm a little worried, like Chris mentioned, about uh, supporting Cash around Cassius Winston. You got Cassius had, I think, 21 last night. Outside of that, I mean, I think Xavier Henry was your leading scorer. He's going to have to give you around 15 a game for them to be competitive. Just Xavier Henry, that one player? Oh, yeah. Aaron Henry. Aaron Henry, I'm sorry. <laughs> that just proves how bad he is, you know? You know, Rocket Watts, I think this is probably going to be his worst game of the year. You know, he's a freshman coming in. Uh, some expectations in the starting lineup. You know, he uh, went 0 for 4 from the floor, a couple turnovers. He did have a nice pass to Cash to start the game. But after that, not a real great game from him. I'm expecting uh, bigger things from him. And then he'll probably be coming off the bench when Langford eventually comes back. So he should be able to give uh, spell Winston when he gets into foul trouble or needs a little rest. Yeah, I just think Michigan State is overrated this year, um, plain and simple. Yeah. I have no more uh, no more critiques about that. Uh, about Michigan basketball, though, Ryan, you're a pretty good fan. I think you said you went to the scrimmage exhibition. Yeah, I went to the exhibition. I was there last night. Uh, oh, you were there last night, too. Yeah. I know that. A waste of time. How, uh, they got off to a really good start, though, but then they kind of sucked. So, so they right uh, to start the second half, they started running into problems. App State switched to a 2-3 zone, and they were forced to live and die by the three, which really isn't their bread and butter. The first half, they looked really good. They were backing it in with Teske, just his sheer size and uh, strength. He was able to put up a double-double pretty quick into the game. But like I said, once App State started switching to that 2-3 zone, it really gave him problems. Teske was pretty dominant to start the game, but you know they, they really struggled when they switched to that zone, like uh, Ryan said over there. Uh, I don't know how they're going to be able to score this year every game like consistently. I don't know. They don't have as much shooting. Uh, Simpson, you know, he still hasn't developed the outside shot. Livers is probably their best scorer, most consistent shooter, and Brooks surprisingly with the 24 points. You know that was pretty impressive, but they aren't very deep, and it might be kind of a long year for them. I expect them to be a bottom half team seated in the NCAA tournament. I think they should be happy with the tournament appearance. New coach, new culture. I think that that should be a goal for them this yeah, year. Yeah, for sure. Um, they'll be really good next year, though. You, I believe in Javon Howard. You guys believe yeah. in Javon Howard? I, I mean, next uh, year. Next year they're going to be without Simpson, Tasky. I mean, who? I mean, you're going to be got, bringing got, a lot of recruits. So you got You got. He's yeah, going to be a great recruiter. Uh, I don't know, but it's all about in-game coaching for him. Is if he is he going to be an all right like in-game manager? Then I don't know how good this team is if he's like that. But if he's if he's anything above average, uh, they, this team could be a number one seed for years to come. Yeah, they're gonna they're, they're gonna have the talent, and uh, hopefully we get because he's such good friends with LeBron and D Wade. Hopefully we get. Uh, LeBron oh, as a state face. fan, that that's, awesome. that's, that's awesome. not good news. They're going to be stealing recruits from us for the next few years, so yeah. look out. But, you know, Izzo will find a way to get it done like he always does. But hopefully they can make another tournament run this year while Michigan still isn't that great, and they can run this. Uh, they should run this conference. I don't know. We'll see. Not to uh, turn this into a Tom Izzo hate podcast, but you act like people act like that he's like God. 
as the head coach. He's only got one national championship. Like, yeah, I mean, just, I agree. Can we calm down? Can we just calm down I mean, a little bit? but he's got uh, he's got multiple Final Fours. I mean, I, I'm so not just – John Beeline. Yeah, though. he's a great coach too. I'm not going to deny that. I think Beeline's a great coach. He's going to be great. He's going to rebuild the Cavs eventually. They're going to be good again. But I just think he's, oh, he's been – he's the all – The Cavs? Yeah, he's on the Cavs. Yeah, he's on the Cavs, but you think the Cavs are going to be good with Beeline? Yeah, eventually, probably. Yeah. I think Beeline will probably get fired before the Cavs are good again. All right, I mean, I, I, I don't know. They just want him to like develop the guys. And hey, man, maybe I don't it's, know. It's, I, Beeline to the Cavs is more of a culture change, just yeah. kind of instill yeah. in those young guys what winning hey, man, takes. That's, and... that's your opinion. I don't know. I I think Beeline's a great coach. I think he's a great in-game manager. That's why I'm not sure about Jawan Howard. I know he'll be a really good recruiter, and they're going to get a lot of five and four stars, and they're going to have really good lineups and a lot of high draft picks in the lottery, but. I don't know. We'll see. If he's not a good in-game coach, it might they might take some early exits in the tournament. Whereas Izzo's done it too with some high prospects. It just kind of yeah. depends on when he develops his his teams. I'm this more, year, I expect big things. I'm more positive about Jawan just because he was an assistant coach for the. Heat but he doesn't have any so head coaching years. experience yet. I don't know. Like, but he's but he learned under Spolstra. Spolstra's a great one coach. Of the best he's a great in the coach. NBA. I agree. But and, uh, he's only he's never had any head coaching experience. I mean, he went. I know he went to Michigan. Everyone's gonna like him there. The players are going to respect him. Well, I don't know if anyone's ever going to like him. I mean, I think I, he, he's I mean, he's a team. Look at Harbaugh, though. Look at Harbaugh, though. Everybody loved Harbaugh the first few years. I don't know. Harbaugh, hates him, yeah, so. I guess they're both players, coaches. I don't know. Maybe some of the out, if he doesn't if he doesn't succeed in a tournament, they might start to turn on him. But, like, I don't know. I think, I think I'd expect pretty big things from him going forward. If he can just – if he can coach averagely, I think it can be just fine. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. It's only one day. Uh, a lot of teams didn't even get started last night, so – uh, we'll throw a go into a sport that's really more developed, though. That's NFL. Sir, uh, you're wearing your Odell jersey right now. Are you happy with Cleveland's only two-win start to go see? Um, absolutely not. I'm I'm kind of a Cleveland fan. I would say a little bit of a bandwagon fan. I'm 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 still a believer in Baker. Uh, I think he can be a solid you NFL. Look like court. a homeless guy after the game. Yeah, I agree, man. I don't know. Sunday. That's I guess that's what two years in uh, Cleveland's going to do for you, right there. Um, I mean, a two and six start for him. He's been under pressure pretty much every game really struggle with this offensive line and I mean, he hasn't been able to find Beckham or Landry man um he's got to be better that's for sure but this all they need to build that offensive line around him I expect them it, within the next couple of years I think they can definitely be a playoff team maybe even more I don't know this season it's got a lot of season left let's see what happens the schedule softens up I know they got the Dolphins coming up pretty soon that should be a win Dolphins aren't very good they probably should have beat the Broncos though but uh Ryan what's a big disappointing team for you Ooh, I'd have to go with the Chargers. I had preseason had Chargers as a Super Bowl favorite, one of my Super Bowl favorites. I just, I think Melvin Gordon, him sitting out those first few weeks hurt uh, the team more than people think, even though Austin Eckler was going off. I mean, Melvin Eckler's Gordon's not a great, uh, he's not a great downhill runner, whereas no. Gordon is. He's starting to get going now. We'll see. Yeah, I, I was a little surprised by how bad the Chargers defense has looked these past couple weeks too with uh Ingram and Bosa I thought they'd be you gotta locked think, down but they've, uh, they've had a lot of injuries though in Ingram, the Ingram's yeah. been hurt yeah. uh he also had a lot of secondary injuries a lot of receivers getting hurt for them I mean no Gordon's not gonna help Hunter Henry's had some injury history for them the last couple of years uh Keenan Allen as well has been kind of banged up I, I think this team could still make a run at a wild card. I mean, they're four and five now. They've won two straight against a couple uh, solid teams, and you know they still got a lot of. They got a Kansas City twice, and I think they got Oakland twice as well coming up. And those are both. They're both ahead of them, so you know they could win three out of four of those. They can get right back in this division. 
My biggest disappointing team is probably going to be the Lions. I was really high on the Lions. I know everyone's probably going to laugh at me, but Homer. Yeah, I thought the Lions were going to be good this year. I thought they made a lot of really good upgrades on defense with uh, Trey Flowers. Mike Daniels is always one of my favorite players in the NFL, and uh, the offense look great. The defense has been riddled with injuries. They made some questionable trades, and uh, then they lost to the Raiders last week with some, disappointing. Yeah, that it defense was really is bad. Terrible. Defense is terrible. Defense was bad, but how about that fourth and goal call? Man? Yeah, that fourth and goal call was. You don't have Marvin Jones or Kenny Galladay out there, but yeah, instead he put in a second string tight end to catch that I think pass. He was a third string tight end. Third string. Third string. Yeah, don't give him too much strong. credit here for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know what was going on with. Uh, I don't know who called. I'm assuming Bevel called the play. Obviously, he's been pretty good this year, but yeah. I don't know. That's a head scratcher, man. They got gifted a timeout. Gifted a timeout for that. They could come up with any play they want, and they choose that. To take yeah. your best three offensive players off the field and give Stafford no options besides a third-string tight end converted from quarterback in Logan Thomas. Yeah. Why are you throwing him in that situation? Hawkinson wasn't even on the field. That's a that's a shame, man. That's just They deserve that game. It really sucks, too, because the Packers, Vikings, and Bears all lost. So we could have made up a ton of ground, not only in the division, but also Definitely. in the wild card race. And we just threw it all away. Ah, um, on a more optimistic note, Ryan, what were your favorite teams? Best teams so far. Surprising teams, teams that are were supposed to be good that are really good. I really like the Bills. I know Josh Allen's limited offensively. I like uh, don't got much on offense, but their defense and their coaching staff is very underrated. I, I really yeah. think the Bills are the a strong a team. Yeah. yeah, they benefit from being in one of the worst conference or worst divisions in the NFL, but still they've had some impressive wins, and I really like the defense hung this year. Hung around the Patriots. I mean, I think. Uh, I think Josh Allen can get the job done as a game manager. You know, he turns the ball over a little too much, but he's got some athleticism. He's got uh, John Brown and uh, Cole Beasley to throw to. Not great weapons, but Brown's been pretty solid this year. And then watch out for uh, Devin Singletary in the second half of this year. Man. Yeah. He's really starting to get going. He's starting to take that job from the ageless Frank Gore. And, you know, he's a great receiver out of the backfield. And he's, he looks like he could be the best player in this whole class if he's uh, he keeps it up. Last week with the 95 yards on the ground, a touchdown, a couple receptions as well. I'd look for him to have a big a big second half. Yeah, I agree. I think the Bills are going to be a playoff team. I'm just looking at the rest Absolutely. of the AFC West. Uh, there was some Raiders talk, maybe make the playoffs. And I was I don't really think that's going to happen. They, no. beat, they beat the Lions, and they acted like they won the Super Bowl. And I was like, can we just calm down? Uh, the Chiefs are going to make the playoffs, but I'm not that high on the Chiefs. I think the Bills could actually upset some people in the playoffs, and maybe. Yeah, watch out for the Bills. Uh, you know, they, they can – they can match up against teams such as the Texans and the Ravens who have a high-powered offense. Um, I don't know about the Chiefs or Patriots. They run into them. That might be a, a good uh, GG for them in the playoffs. I don't know. But um, I'll give you my surprising team. Uh, or not really surprised, but they've been really good. I, I've been really impressed with the uh, the Seattle Seahawks. You know, Russell Wilson is playing. He's having one of the best seasons ever from any quarterback I've seen him in a while. And he just – he looks unstoppable right now, you know. Another big game last week. He's got a huge divisional matchup against the Niners that has playoff implications. And if they can win this division, I don't think anybody can stop this offense, honestly. I don't I don't see it. Uh, Wilson's been awesome. Chris Carson, besides a couple fumbles, he's been a, a dominant running back. And then uh, I like Tyler Lockett a lot. I think he's a, a solid number one receiver, probably top 10 to 15 receiver in the NFL. And they just added Josh Gordon to that good offense. And their defense has been – Pass defense hasn't been so great, but their run defense, it hasn't been too bad. I think they can hang in there and maybe even challenge the uh, Patriots if they get to the Super Bowl and play them. Yeah, I think the NFC playoff picture is going to be really fun to watch. AFC, I kind of what I said earlier, is already kind of set almost. But NFC, just looking at the wild card, you got the Panthers, the Vikings, the Rams, the Seahawks, 
and even the Eagles are still kind of hanging around. There. Watch out for the Cowboys and the Eagles. That's going to be a yeah. going to be a fun all the division fun test for the rest kinda, of the season. Yeah, all the divisional races are still kind of up for grabs too. Uh, NFC North is just a dog fight. So, um, yeah, my surprising team though is probably the, it gotta be the 49ers though. They're the last the remaining undefeated team. They've got an, a kind of a pretty soft schedule so far, so I don't think they're as good as the eight zero suggests. But their defense is lights out. If Jimmy G can turn it around a little bit and be a little bit better, I think they could be a really tough team to beat. But as we will find out a little bit later on, uh, I don't think that the Niners are going to stay undefeated much longer. No, I think that they're actually going to. It's going to be over this week. I think the Seahawks are going to come into. Uh, they're going to come into the Niners home turf and you know take it to them a little bit. I think Russell Wilson's going to have a big game, but. Uh, Jimmy G's looked a lot better since he got uh, Manny Sanders. You know, he's a he's a solid number one. Not great, but you know, he, he's going to provide a nice target for Jimmy G as long. And then George Kittle, and then they're also getting uh, Kyle Uschek's coming back too. And then I know they have uh, Joe Staley. He's going to be back uh, coming up soon as well. Maybe even this week. So that could uh, provide them a, a boost to their already dominant run game for sure. Uh, so, if you guys don't have any other NFL talk, let's end it off with some bold Super Bowl predictions. Uh, Ryan, why don't you start us off? Ooh, here's a potential hot take. I don't think the Patriots are going to make it past the Ooh, AFC Championship whoa, round. Whoa, 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 whoa. I like it, you know. Who, who do you think's gonna, who's going to think is going to escape the AFC? It's too hard to say for me right now, but I just there was a glaring weakness against their contest against the Ravens. The Ravens were able to run just right into the teeth of that defensive line for the Patriots. We saw it a week before with the Browns. Chubb was able to get over 100 yards. He had a couple fumbles. Yeah, but I think that's a big issue going forward, and I don't think they're really that tested. And uh, this is also controversial, but I think Tom Brady has shown that he's kind of regressed lately. He's not the Tom Brady that we thought he I was. I think this is his last season, personally. I don't know. He may retire after this year. He doesn't look like the same quarterback. If he He's one of the – I think it's the second lowest, maybe third lowest uh, QB rating when under pressure, and – they're starting to get to him a little bit more. The yeah, Ravens, their left like, guard position is terrible. Yeah. They really, they really need to get Isaiah Wynn back at left tackle because yeah. Michelle's been bottled up in the backfield. They need that running the game running for game Brady to be successful. Collinsworth and Michaels are just tearing up their left their left guard situation right now on uh, Sunday for Night Football. For good reason, man. They yeah. don't even look like the best team in this conference anymore, in my opinion. So, do you, Ryan, do you think it's going to be the Ravens or the Chiefs or maybe the Texans will shock some people? What do you think? Well, I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes this year. I think he gets it done. He's just too good of a player. Andy Reid in that offense is just too high powered. I don't think the de- defense is an issue. It's clearly an issue, but I think all you got to do is just score more points. I like the Chiefs offensively. I got them. You're not worried about the injury? No, I think he'll be fine. It's an ankle injury. He should be fine. Do you think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl, or do you think that uh, an NFC team will win it? That's a good question. I think, yeah. You know what? I'm going to go all right. I'm going to say the Chiefs are going to win it okay. this year. Who's your NFC representative? Oh God, I. I might go out west with the 49ers. I just like them. Both sides of the ball. Sounds good. Good pick. Chris, what about you? All right. Here's what I'm, I'm going to say to the Niners take you guys. I, I don't know. I think they're going out in the divisional round. I actually don't think they're winning the division. So I think they might go out. They might have an early exit in the wild card, even with this hot start. I don't know. I, yeah, I, yeah. I think it's very possible. A couple, I know uh, Quan Alexander's out for the season. That's going to be a big loss. I think this defense, they kind of got exposed a little bit by the Cardinals last week. And, I mean, I think the Seahawks are going to take it to them. That's my pick in the NFC, the Seahawks. If they can get this defense going a little bit, they got Josh Gordon now. They got DK Metcalf. He's been a beast lately. Uh, Lockett, Chris Carson, you know, a decent offensive line. I think this team can. I, I honestly, that's my Super Bowl pick now for sure. Them Seahawks? against, yeah, I'm going okay. Seahawks against the Ravens. I think the Ravens with Lamar. I think they can take it. I think they're a, a matchup nightmare. 
They can do a little bit of everything. Their defense played a lot better against the Patriots than they've been recently for this team. I don't see the Texans being a threat. Their defense is terrible. Uh, Chiefs can't run the football. Uh, they've been pretty. Their defense has been all right. I just, I don't know. I think maybe Mahomes might get some tough looks if they play the Patriots again. They might, they might lose yet again. We'll find out. They play each other later in the regular season. What about you? I think uh, we're gonna finally see the Super Bowl that I've been waiting for ever since I was a little kid, and that's Saints Patriots with Tom Brady versus Drew Brees, my two favorite players in the NFL. And uh, all you guys said very good points about the Patriots not uh, making it to the Super Bowl, but I think they're going to do it. I mean, they're the Patriots. i got to pick them until they uh, prove that they, they can't win anymore. And then the Saints, they're 7-1 and one right now, I believe. Yeah, they're 7-1, and one, and they did that uh, without their starting quarterback and Drew Brees for most of the year. Teddy Bridgewater is going to get paid in the offseason, but uh, Drew Brees is still pretty good. And I think uh, Kamara is going to come back from injury, Michael Thomas. I think it's going to be Patriots-Saints. Uh, that is it for NFL talk, though. Now we're talking about, still talking about football, though, but NCAA football, and specifically the really big game this weekend between Alabama and LSU. Uh, Ryan, how would you start us off with some talk? I'm a little worried about uh, Tua's health. I know he's, they said he's a game-time decision. I think Tua will play. I think that's more just to keep LSU on their toes, you know, who's going to start, prepare for both quarterbacks. But uh, I'm a little worried about Tua's health. Other this defense, Alabama's defense is not the same as as it's been in the past. You know, and we think of Alabama in the past, it's run the ball and just stifling defense. But this is more of an air it out. And even this year, Tua has been getting the ball out of his hands really quickly. Um, He's got some weapons to work with. Oh yeah, those those receivers are probably best receiver trio in the country by far. I'm a little worried about LSU's defense. On the contrary, they've been giving up some big plays, some points to some teams that are not that great offensively. So. I don't know. If I'd had to pick a winner, I'd go Alabama just because I think Alabama's a better team, but I would not be surprised if either team won. Um, I'm going to go – yeah, I'm going to go with LSU in this one. Um, we're going to find out if, if uh, Joe Burrow is uh, the real deal for the Heisman. I think he's the front runner right now, him, and two is right behind him. If he can if he can regain uh, healthiness going into this game and really show out against this tough LSU defense led by uh, Grant Delpit, he's a beast. Um they could still win for sure. This is it's in Bama, it's in Tuscaloosa. It's a tough place to play. If it was in Death Valley, I'd feel really confident about LSU's chances because they can really air it out and match this Bama offense. I think this is going to be a super high-scoring game, probably in the 30s for both teams. And it's just going to come down to which quarterback makes less mistakes. I think I think Tua is going to get some. They're going to pressure Tua. They're going to try to get after him for off the injury if he's still healthy. And I think. Uh, same with Burrow. I think they're going to try to get after him as well. Um, he's got some weapons on the outside. You know, we all know Tua's got the best weapons in, in all of college football. So I, I don't know. I think I'm going to go with LSU. It's going to be a it's going to be a dog fight for sure. I'm excited to watch this one. 3:30 on CBS it should be a good game for sure. I hope it's a good one. This 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 could be the game of the year for sure. These two teams are impressive. We're forgetting that Minnesota plays Penn State and both teams are undefeated on Saturday. I, unpopular opinion. I think that's going to be a better game. Uh, I know, I know, I it might sound crazy. Said, you said you even think Minnesota's. Gonna I'm gonna, win. I'm gonna take Minnesota straight up here. They're All at right. home. I'm not very. I, Penn State. Uh, I have a huge problem with their ranking last night, which was revealed first playoff rankings. I have a huge problem. I think they're massively overrated. I'm not too. I'm not bought into Sean Clifford like most other people are. I mean, the defensive line with Gross Matus and uh, Michael Parsons at linebacker. That 
that's stout. But I'm, I have questions about their secondary and Sean Clifford in the big game. So I'm, I'm going to go Gophers here. This. I like Penn State. They got. I mean, they got Hamler. I mean, he's one of the best receivers in the country. He's going to be a, a high pick in this year's draft. I expect him to be a, uh, a high draft prospect. He's a he's an impressive receiver. And I mean, Clifford. He's proved to be a decent quarterback. I don't know. We'll. Uh, We'll see how he stacks up against uh, some good competition, but he's also, I mean, they're going to have to play Ohio State coming up here, and that should be another big test if they can win this one. Um, I didn't really mind their rankings. I don't think Clemson deserves to be in that top four, but I don't really think Penn State does either. I'm just, I don't know, I'm kind of glad that Clemson isn't in there because they haven't been very impressive. I don't know what you think about that. I, I don't think Clemson deserves a top four spot, but the problem is, I mean, who are you going to put there? you got to choose know, yeah. between Penn State, Clemson, I mean, I don't think Georgia, you, you no, could put Georgia in there. I don't but, like them. Uh, Oklahoma's got a loss, too. I wouldn't put them in over the, uh, the undefeated teams there in Clemson and Penn State. Well, that being said, they did get Ohio State at one right. That was that was the right decision. Ohio State, by far, in my opinion, is the best team. Just just watch them play. Both sides of the ball, they're just dominant. Dobbins has really proved that he's, he's probably going to be another first-round pick. Uh, I didn't really like him for his first couple years there, but he has uh, drastically improved his game, and he is an every-down back. He's going to prove it in the NFL. I think he's going to get a shot to be a starter and some team in the NFL. But he's uh, he's got a couple more games against some some high competition where he better he needs to step up for them even more. And they can beat anybody in this in the country. They got a good defense, and I mean they got a good quarterback. He's he's excellent. Um, and then Dobbins as well. Where's Chase Young on your Heisman watch? Is he up there? Um, he's he's probably in my uh, – I'd put him in my top five. I think he might deserve a, a chance to go to New York, but I do not see him winning the award. He's, he's a fantastic player. He may get drafted number one overall or two, depending on who who exactly gets the pick. Um, he, he's going to be uh, he's gonna be a force in the NFL. I, I, this might be a generational uh, DN here. It's a shame that the Heisman doesn't go to the best player anymore because if we're talking about the best player in college football, it's Chase Young. Uh, Heisman's statistically almost all the time goes to an offensive player. So, like you said, I don't see Chase Young winning, uh, but I do see him getting an invite to New York just uh, to make an appearance. But uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I think uh, if Burrow shows out against Bama, this is a big test for him. Uh, he's been in, he's been under the spotlight a couple times this year and really showed out. This is a huge test for him. If he if he uh, wins this game and has a few touchdown passes, I think he's he should run away with this award, especially if he outduels two on this. How about Joe Brady coming over from the Saints, passing coordinator, passing coordinator at LSU now? I mean, what a job he's done this year. Yeah, they, uh, they've Burrow and... transformed this offense to Burrow's strengths, and they've really opened up the playbook. And they're trying to get their speedy receivers and tall receivers. I mean, they got them all over there. they got a lot of high recruits. They've been Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, those guys Jefferson's have been fantastic. Been a, yep. been a nice piece for this offense. I mean, their running game isn't as – I don't think it's as dominant as it has been in years past, but they can they can still get it done with the best of them for sure. Um, they might be my pick to win the whole thing. I don't know. We'll see. If they win this one, I think they definitely are have a good chance. Uh, you got anything else? Well, here's a question. If uh, Alabama loses this weekend, are they are they done with playoffs in terms of the playoffs? Um, I, I don't necessarily say, uh, say that's true. Um, I think it would take uh, – a loss from uh i don't know i might take a loss from a couple of those teams up there i'm not sure who exactly yet kind of need to see a couple more weeks penn state a loss by them or ohio state could open it up a little bit um i think uh if they can dominate auburn the iron bowl and lose let's say they lose a really close game to lsu this week and then dominate auburn i think they still deserve uh three or four seed 
in the uh, college football playoffs, especially with Tua. I, I think um, people want them in there because they're a big brand. I don't necessarily yeah, agree the, with that. The all committee the loves Alabama. Absolutely. Committee loves the SEC. Correction. Yes, very true. Yeah, that, and Big Ten doesn't give a, get enough love. I think Ohio State deserved it last year. They're going to come back with a chip on their shoulder, and I think uh, Justin Fields. Probably may lead them to the promised land this year. We'll see. Unfortunately, uh, when Michigan upsets Ohio State in the final week of the year, they're gonna. It's not it's happening. Gonna, it's gonna erase their playoffs. Not also. happening. Um, I'm actually. I'm gonna be at that game actually, and I'm, I mean, as a state fan, I still want Michigan to win this game, but I, I don't. I just don't see it happening. I, I, I know it's in Ann Arbor. It's, it's probably gonna be a solid game. It always. It usually is. Not always. Last year was an it's, exception. It's, it's rarely is. Yeah. Justin Fields is just dominant. I don't know. Shea, Shea would need to step up and play his best game of the year for them to uh, to get it done. We'll see though. Um, let's move on to the uh, let's move on to the World Series and let's talk about the off season a little bit. Um, so at, to recap, uh, Nationals won. Obviously, as you've seen, um, they beat the Astros in seven. That was a that was a really good series. What do you think about that, Drew? So I thought it was a good series, obviously, because it went to seven games. But in terms of previous seven game series it didn't just have as much drama as i liked i mean game seven was pretty all right but if you just look at the scores yeah. i mean all the scores were kind of it was just blowouts just blow out settled by three runs or more every single game yeah and the, the road team winning that Except was pretty cool game. we never saw that before but uh yeah the first game was only a one run game didn't no no home team won one yeah. game all that's, that's crazy first time in any of four major professional sports that the that's road ridiculous. team has won every game in the series uh, um when when the road team celebrates in some other, uh, when they win the World Series on the road, it's not as exciting because you know the home crowd can't get behind them as much. But you know, it's good for the Nationals. Uh, what do you think about that, Ryan? Did you guys get a chance to see that parade in DC? Yeah, that was, I checked it Brian out. Brian Dozier taking off his shirt. Yeah, that was that was, that was awesome. That was fun I think Scherzer still partying, man. I'm I'm happy for him as a Detroit sports fan. Him and you know, he, him uh, and Sanchez, man. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys see that one guy that uh, pretended to be Max Scherzer and got like. Uh, he had like security guards around him, and he was walking with the crowd. And he just looks—he looks exactly like Scherzer, but he wasn't Scherzer. I don't he was think I got that people long. and taking selfies with people. You should look it up on yeah. Twitter after after we're done recording. But it was—it was, it was, it was pretty it. funny. Um, I just want to say something real quick though. Uh, last week when we were talking about the World Series, you guys were both like, "Oh, Astros and six, Astros and six. and I said, "No, guys, Nationals and seven. I think so, I was on the Ash- yeah. uh, the National uh, side. I'm pretty sure. I, I that was me. That was me. Uh, I, I was telling you it was almost a guarantee it was going to be done in six. Uh, I yeah. thought you made that was me all my words right. I, don't know. I was okay. kind of more on the National okay. side. I hey, I'm sorry, Chris. I'm sorry. You're good, man. Sorry. Don't worry. Can about we it. Uh, <laughs> can we talk about how bad Berliner has been in the past World Series? He's been. I, I mean, think he's done. I think this is it for him. Really? What? Yeah. yeah. Are I you mean, kidding me right now? Even just don't look at the World Series, but look at the ALC. I think he's a good regular season pitcher. Five days of rest, he's good to go. But when I'll he, take alert. when it goes into the postseason, though, I don't. He, he he can't do it because if you look at when he comes onto the bullpen, he's not that great. Uh, he had a, I mean he had a few decent games in the ALCS. I can't do that. I don't but know. I know everyone loves Verlander here, and I love Verlander too. But he'll probably be good in the regular season again because five days rest, he's one of the best in the league. But when it comes to the postseason, you're playing on short rest, coming out of the bullpen. Uh, I just don't know. He's never really proven he, he's got that even back when he was with us. I mean, he's had uh, he's he's had some awesome playoff performances, for, especially for the Tigers. I, I remember uh, five he, days rest though. Yeah, rest. true, true. He, uh, I mean, it's it's tough to pitch a whole different animal pitching the playoffs. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna jump really far ahead just in a, in a prediction. It's not really an off season prediction. It's more of a playoff next year. I think Verlander's gonna come back with a vengeance next year. I think he's gonna have a great play. He's gonna get this criticism all all off season now. He's gonna hear it. From different people, and 
Cole's going to be out of town. Um, he might he may win the Cy Young. We'll see. He's he's going to come back with a chip on his shoulder after they didn't win the World Series. I think he's going to dominate next year. I don't know how many more years he's got left. I think this might be. I think he's going to have his best season of his career next year. I think it's going to be dominant from Verlander. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised at all if he wins Cy Young and the World Series MVP. That's a hot take. I I don't know. I mean, maybe he'll come with a chip on his shoulder, but at the same time, and it's the off season, and he's hanging out with Kate Upton and driving his really expensive cars. I mean, he's done it for a while. he's done it for a while, man. I don't know. I, I especially yeah, I like those credit. pictures that he took a few years ago. Which pictures are you referring to? Oh, you know what you just are referring to. But I don't know. That's just my hot take, I guess. Is I don't. I'm not a big. I mean, I love Verlander, but I don't know. I think he might be done. So you said you said you want Garrett Cole, or you think Garrett Cole's going to win the Cy Young? Uh, uh, Ryan, yes, I do. He Ryan should. He should win the Cy Young. Yeah, I agree. I think Cole too. I would be a little upset if JB. I don't think JB deserves it as much. I mean, he may win it just because he's, I guess, the bigger I don't, name. I don't think, I don't but think. we'll see. I don't know. I think Cole deserves it. He's been dominant. He's going to get paid somewhere else. I don't know where. I, I might say the Yankees in my prediction, just because the Mets. Hot take. The Mets. All right. Yeah, and their their rotation will be. Best in the MLB by far, if that happens. Um, what about uh, big name Anthony Rendon? What do you think about his MVP chances? I was actually just about to ask you guys this. And I saw, it was a, last night or two nights ago, they came out with all the uh, the, the finalists for different awards. What was it, Rendon, Bellinger? And Yelly. And Yelich. So I've seen a lot of Yelich talk to, and I'm not liking it. Yelich, I think, would have gotten it had he not gotten yes, hurt I agree. at the end of the year. But... Um, I don't know. I feel like Rendon is just a little bit recency biased, just because he just won, came off winning a World Series, and Bellinger did not have the best playoffs. I think Bellinger's overrated. I think he really slowed down. This he hit like 250 yeah, in the second true. half and did absolutely nothing in the playoffs. I I'm not a big. Just, I'm, I hate the uh, I hate the Dodgers. I think they're they were a they're pretender. a pretender every yeah. year. Yep. That's, as soon as they got yeah, into the playoffs, every year, man. Kershaw's fake. I think Bellinger's fake. I don't know. I'm not a. I I can't stand the Dodgers. I think Drew, are you? Are you? I, like I don't. Them a I don't bit? like. I mean, I don't hate the Dodgers as much as you guys, but passionately I don't, I don't, hate them. I, I don't. I'm not like a huge Dodger fan either. But I, I agree. I feel like Rendon deserves it. Definitely. But I feel like the the hype around Bellinger is oh, probably going to be. I'm going to be. I'm not going to be happy, and I don't think anyone in Washington will be happy too. They, he's underappreciated. You know, he's not a big media presence, but he's been uh He's been my favorite player for about uh, five or six years now. I really liked Almost him when he came up, definitely. And I, I said he was going to win an MVP years ago. You might not believe me, but, I mean, you can ask my friends, man. I I, uh, I predicted that he was going to win an MVP a few years ago, and I got a lot of flack for it. And look where he is now. I yeah. think he I think he should run away with this award, personally. But, you know, it's a favorite. There, there's favorite bias there from the – from the stupid Dodgers and Bellinger and Rendon's yeah, not a big media presence or a marketable player. You just watch him play, and he is he's dominant at the play. And he's a he's an underrated fielder too, man, for sure. He's right up there with the uh, he's right below the elite third baseman in this league in terms of defense. Um, Ryan, what are your award picks, real quick? Can we all agree just quickly that Yelich is going to be third in that? Just, yeah. just based yeah. on the injury. I've seen a lot yeah. of Yelich hype, though, from people. I don't know. I kind of think he's going to at least finish second. I wouldn't even be – he had a I dominant mean, season, man. I don't know. He had Trial a dominant season, but that, getting injured just took the whole wind out of the Brewers' sails during the playoffs. I, I mean, think just, one game and out. Yeah. I think who deserves it is going to be very different than who actually gets it. I think who deserves it, probably Rendon, yeah. Bellinger, Yelich. But it's probably going to end up being Bellinger, Yelich, Rendon. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised, like you guys mentioned, just because of L.A., the yeah. the market. And, and he's had the hype since yep. April. So. Yep. 
Oh, man, I'm not a fan. These of, big market franchises. Not a big fan of Bellinger. I think he's overrated. We can all agree though that Mike Trout's winning the MVP for the AL, right? Yeah, he deserves yep. it. I think yep. he played one game in a season one. Did anybody else see Marcus Semien got I, nominated? I mean, I, he had a really good year. Was that, At uh, first, was, that w- was that like a pity nomination? Or? All right, all right. Really Here, all right. So I was very surprised. I thought Lemayhew deserved uh, some love there, yeah. but I I, I kind of dove into the stats a little more. Um, I think. The only category there was only a few categories that Lemayhu had on Semyon exactly. I think it was at batting average, maybe RBIs, and a couple other stats. But I think uh, WAR, a lot of defensive stats. Semyon's really upgraded himself at the plate. I know he only hit 285 and only had I think 91 RBIs, something like that. But I mean, I it's kind of a toss up. I'm kind of indifferent to it. They're both solid players, and Semyon had an underrated season too. Um, Lemayhu, I mean, look at his counting stats. You're gonna think, "Wow, this is ridiculous." But I've kind of, I've kind of dove into it a little bit. Saw a couple things on Twitter about it, and kind of more. I'm, I'm content with it. I don't really care. I, I mean, I, I love DJ Lemayhu. He was on my fantasy baseball team this past year. I love that so guy. He's a beast. But um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter. They're fighting for third place. Yeah, I mean, it's Trout's, kind of indifferent. Bregman will be second. Bregman's sure. gonna be second, even though he's kind of a tool. And he's uh, overrated. Yeah. Hot take. Hot take. Uh, but yeah, Trout, and then AL Cy Young. We said Cole, Ryan. You agreed with that, right? Yeah, hundred um, percent. What about NL Cy Young, Ryan? That was last. That's last one. Yeah, no, we didn't. We didn't cover this one yet. Oh man, NL Cy Young. Um, I don't know. I got, I'm trying to keep my bias out of this one. It's a little difficult for me. I don't know. I I'd have to think about this one for a second. Drew, you want to go first? So it's a tough one because Ryu had a really good year. And I feel like the Dodger hype that we just talked uh, about with Bellinger he's not winning the award. No it's going to go with him. No I, I, I would love to see Scherzer win it it's Scherzer. for a fourth time, right? Yeah, he's winning again. Scherzer, no, no Scherzer doubt. got hurt, though. Scherzer got I'm hurt, I'm not worried though. about it. Uh, I, think think he, Scherzer? Uh, I think it's either – was DeGrom the other finalist? Yeah, I think, I think, I think it's think DeGrom. I think, I think Ryu's DeGrom. the clear-cut third. I know he had a really good year. I, just, I think he's one of the only Dodgers players that isn't marketable. He's not a big – I mean, he's he's a foreign player. Um, he's just breaking out now. Um He's not like a, a big name like Kershaw. I think Kershaw gets more love than he even gets. He's really underrated, and I like him as a pitcher. Next year, he's going to be in the hunt. I just don't. I don't think he can win it with. I, he's just not a very big name. That's that's its popularity contest. Yeah, I, I think it's Degrom. I, I would go to. I think I'm going to go to Degrom too because of Scherzer's injury. And the Mets surprisingly had. They didn't make the playoffs, but I think they were the first team out of the playoffs. Yep. Yeah. Um, he's a big reason had, why they, they their they offense had, was terrible this year. Yeah, I think. Eighty-three wins, I think. Eighty-six wins, 86 actually. Eighty-six there. wins. That's, I mean, that's a quality team. Sometimes you'll make the playoffs with a record like that. Um, they got to get some hitting. Um, but I mean, they're, they're hitting won't impact the ground Cy Young chances, though. Oh so, no, yeah. no, no, no! I'm so just think, talking about their playoffs. Oh yeah, their chances. playoff chances next year. Um, we can we can go into Mets talk if you want. But Carlos Beltran, MVP or not MVP, oh, yeah, going to the manager. I, I I believe in that team. Anyway, though, Degrom, Ryan, do you agree? I agree. I'd, I'd really love to say Scherzer because he's one of my favorites in the league, but we're talking about best years. I've just got to go with the Grom. Good story. Good story for the Mets. Mm-hmm. Um, back-to-back, right? Yeah, because he won it 2018 too, right? Yep, yep, yeah, for sure. Yeah, dominant. Back-to-back dominant years for a Grom. But um, why don't we hop into a, a little bit of off-season predictions before we uh, we take a little break here. Um, let's just dive in. Uh, this is my favorite story of the year because this is one of my favorite players. Uh, Francisco Lindor talks to him going, going out of town. Uh, I'm... I, I'm not as big of an Indians hater as most Tigers fans. I'm really a big fan of Lindor. I like Kluber as well. Um, there's some players I don't like. I don't like Carlos Santana, but it's really going to stink if he I, – I love watching him play. I go to I, I always go to a Tigers-Indians game, and 
I just really like Lindor as a player. I think he's one of the best players in this league. But if the Dodgers get him, I'm not going to be happy. And there's been a lot of talks about I'm getting him and Kluber, and that would not be good for baseball, I don't think. One uh, big thing I saw just a few hours ago was the Braves are going after uh, Madison Bumgarner. That's a big pickup for them. I think, I mean, that's what they kind of need. I mean, they got Soroka, right? And what, Max Freed? Freed's a good player. And, I mean, uh, Julio's okay. But, yeah. uh, yeah. And uh, Acuna, their offense is going to be good. They just need some more pitching. If they get Bumgarner, I think, I really want them to make the NLCS because I feel like the Cardinals are really overrated. But if they, get, if they get Bumgarner, I think they're going to be a really they good can, team. They can add a little more pitching to a stacked hitting lineup. Uh, this team is going to be good for a very long time. It's just it's going to depend on their bullpen and their pitching. Um, Ryan, you got any other uh, big players you want to add on to the uh, Braves talk here? I'd like to talk quickly about Mookie Betts. Uh, hasn't hasn't been extended yet. No ex- talks are in the work. Uh, Red Sox were probably my most disappointing team of the this MLB season. Yeah. Uh, they're going to have to do something because they're over the tax re- the the luxury tax threshold right now. So and just and JD Martinez didn't opt out of his contract. He's so. coming back. That's big yep. for them though. They That's need big him. for them, but they're going to have to move some money uh, elsewhere to make uh, room. Yeah, for I don't I don't know what's going to I don't know. They can't get rid of Bats. He's the heart and soul of this team. He's the best player in this team and maybe the best player in this league after uh, Trout, in my opinion. I really love Mookie as an all around player. He had a kind of a down year. Yep. But I just don't see how you can ship off that kind of a player. They're paying Nathan Eovoldi way too much money to suck. He's terrible. <laughs> and he gets hurt all the time. Yeah, he's not a good – he had one good season. Uh, I mean, good for him. He got his money. But, man, I, I'm a big Red Sox fan, too. I know they want to get under the salary cap, though. That's why they, they fired Dombrowski. They don't want to keep spending all this money. And I think I just saw it was it yesterday or two days ago. J.D. is coming back. Oh, and yeah. it, it was rumored earlier in the year that it was either going to be JD or Mookie that were going to leave. That was going to uh, leave. So maybe JD just opted in, and then they're going to trade him because uh, he, I mean, he's only been there for what two years, and Mookie's come up through the system, won an MVP. He's fantastic. Um, he's 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 I better just, than JD in almost every way. But I agree, but I don't know. Maybe I think one of them's going to be gone. I do too. Team. I uh, I'm I'm kind of leaning towards Mookie. Mookie could be another target for the Dodgers to go after in the offseason. Real quick before we take our short break. Um, Let's do a rapid fire at the top three free agents. We'll all just say where we think they're going to go. So Garrett Cole, Anthony Rendon, Steven Strasburg, Ryan, start us off. I like what Chris said earlier. I think Cole's going to go to the Yankees. Uh, just the Yankees got the Yankees market's huge. They need him, like Chris said. Um, I think it's a popular pick. I think he wants to go there. He, I think he's attracted to the market. He does size, like the so. West Coast, though. I wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers scoop him up too. They're looking to spend a bunch of money and unload the farm. They're sick of this losing crap, but I don't want them to get any of these names. He's gonna have to shave his sick beard though, and maybe cut the flow. I don't know. Uh, I think willing, I think you allow I think you allow for the flow with when you get that dominant of pitching. They haven't seen a pitcher like well, him I mean, in years. Well, he want to go there. That's yes, I've heard of I've heard West Coast man he could you know a dark horse team I'm gonna say is the uh, the Padres you know they got some money to spend um they just signed Machado they're gonna look to win soon with Tatis before they gotta pay him they're gonna look to win very soon and that could be a big that could be a dark horse team to go get them what about uh what about Rendon and Strasburg they're both uh same team you know uh, what do you think about that Ryan. I got him going to the Rangers. I, I know the Nats wow, are trying to lock wow. him up for a while. <laughs> That's a dark horse, then. Both guys? Yeah. Wow, both of them. All right. Texas, they got some money to spend down there. Everything's bigger in Texas. Uh, I just think that... Uh, going home, though, for sure. What'd you say? He's, he's from Texas. He's from Houston, but yeah. he's going home. Hometown kid, yeah. Yeah, I, I like the Rangers, though. Oof. I got to be honest, but I was not expecting that, the Rangers. Nope, that not was, at all. That was a, that was a good, good take. 
Um, I think they're both staying home. Man, I'm saying Rendon. If they can find a way to get Rendon, Rendon's top priority. But I think Strasburg has a decent chance to come back. I don't know. If he goes somewhere, look for the Cubs, man, maybe. You know, they need some pitching. Uh, Phillies could be another team they could go to. Um, you know, Strasburg, he could stay in, in conference and then haunt the Nats for years. He's a great pitcher, man. Yeah, he's going to continue to be good for whatever team he goes to. I'm going to say Cole to the Phillies. And then I'm going to say right? and then I'm gonna say Strasburg to the Nationals. He's staying. He's staying in Washington. <laughs> and then, uh, a Ren- lot of anticipation Ren- <laughs> for that that take, man. Rendon staying in the Nationals. No way they get rid of Rendon. He's the heart and soul of this team, yeah, man. I know I, you don't see it all the time. He's a great player. Man. Money been, talks, man. Texas can wave that uh, those dollar been, bills in his face. They've been talking extensions though forever. Yeah, so Rendon. Rendon's the more. I'd say more likely out of the two, but I think they're both. They're both got a chance to stay at home. Texas. I I agree with Texas for Strasburg. Not as much for Rendon. I think Rendon's guaranteed to stay. I'd be stunned if he goes somewhere else. Yeah, so, uh, you guys want any, any other MLB takes? We're going to take a little short break. No, I bet gonna... you we'll dive into it in a, uh, a future episode coming For up. Sure, more yeah. and more free agent talk about some of the names we didn't get to. You know, you can send in some uh, you can send in some questions to us at the USB cast at any time. We're going to take a short break now. We'll be back in a second. And we're back, and welcome to Bums of the Week. Bum, Chris, bum, bum. what is our first nominee? It is the New York Football Jets, man. You know they're uh, a big loss against the uh, Miami Dolphins. You know that's pretty disappointing. You know Sam Darnold continues to see ghosts, even when the defense has been vanishing before him in the Miami Dolphins. Um, what do you think about uh, what do you think about Adam Gase so far this year, Ryan? Well, I know that you'd like to throw him under the bus and point the finger at him, say it's all his fault, but. Can we talk about how bad management is in New York? I mean, you oh, guys terrible, man. You 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 hire a gen one general manager. He does the draft. He get he does free agency, and then you fire him, and then implement a new general manager that completely you know at trade deadlines trying to shop the entire team. You're there's it, it, this GM right now. This is not his team. Of course, there's going to be problems. Of course, there's going to be. So I, I would not put this all on Adam Gase. He's not a great coach. He doesn't have a great track record, especially in Miami. But Agreed. No. I, I wouldn't put this all on him. I get what you're saying. No, it's definitely not all on him. I mean, he's just – I don't know. I just don't think he's a great in-game coach. And he keeps pulling up the image of him rolling his eyes before the season. You know, I don't know how you hire that as your coach. That's just all I'm saying. You know, he sucked in Miami. He hasn't been very good so far for New York. I know they, they don't have a great roster, but they got some talent. Um, Sam, Sam Darnold hasn't been great, but they're not really using uh, star running back Lev Bell very well. I star? Know. Star running back? Uh, yeah, I'd say System so. System running back Le'Veon Bell. You can stay at home. System running back Le'Veon Bell. He's a top seven back, no doubt in my mind. You know, they just got to start using him right, man. I, I know he's kind of coming off. Uh, he's got a couple of minor injuries. Looks like he's going to be all right, which is good. Um, but he he's our best player by far. It's not even close. He's by far their best uh, their best athlete, their best player on this team. And I still think he's a uh, top seven back, no doubt in my mind. Uh, he's a great receiver. They're just not using him right. Give him the ball on some screens, you know. Set up some short passes for Darnold to complete instead of chucking it downfield to Robbie Anderson. He can't seem to catch a cold. I don't think it really matters though, guys, because the Jets suck, and that's why they're a. They lost to the league. Dolphins, so congratulations, Jets. Really impressive job. Good job. Bums of the week. Now we number two, we touched on them right before the break, uh, the Houston Astros, who blew a, what was it, three games to two lead? Yep, three to two, uh, at home. Lost four games at home, never been done before. Impressive. Didn't didn't start, didn't put Garrett Cole in game seven for whatever reason. And they also had all that stuff 
which is not even baseball related, to go with that was their assistant general manager when he was. I had some of our comments, some a reporter, I think it was. Yeah. yeah, something like he that. He got so let go. That was good at least. Yeah, just all around, just not good for the Houston Astros. No. They're a bum of the week. Um, agreed. Uh, AJ Hans normally a good manager. You know, it wasn't I, as long as Cole was healthy, he should have been out there in the eighth. There, they needed him really badly. Um, what did you think about? Uh, let's see, what did you think about the offense in that last game, Ryan? Non-existent. Just yeah. to answer your question Agreed, with one word. Know, uh, Springer, you know, George Springer's been a great player in the World Series, but he didn't really show up in, uh, he didn't really show up as much in this World Series. He had a couple big homers early in the series, and I know I think he had one in game five or six, I'd like to say. A nice bomb from him there. Um, you know, I, this team, they're, they're going to be in it for a while, but this is this is going to be a tough one for Astros fr- fans to swallow. Another uh, a long season, you know, uh, they should have won. They flat out should have won, and Cole's going to be gone. It's going to get progressively harder to pay these yeah. guys coming up. So yeah, they're nominee two. They're going to be gone and all that stuff. Absolutely. And uh, we, again, Verlander, not to nope. beat, a, beat a dead horse here, but Verlander was also not the Not good. And another, our first runner-up was Painful. the Detroit Lions. We don't think we have to get too deep into it because we already kind of talked about uh, how their bad play calling, their defense looked terrible, everyone in their division lost, they could have made a bunch of ground up, blah, blah, blah. The Lions still suck. The Lions still suck. Yeah, they're going to be a, uh, I don't know, they're not going to be bad enough to get a really high pick. They're not going to be good enough to make the playoffs in what probably is the best division in football. Uh, Stafford's looked impressive. Other than that, their defense, I'd like to single out their defense and Matt Patricia, man. You know, he's a defensive coordinator. He's He was a defensive coordinator at the Patriots, uh, a good one to say the least. And so far here, he's been terrible. That defense has been objectively one of the worst in football. Thirty-first in total defense. This they need year. to figure it out, man. I don't yeah, know. They got to be a defensive coach and thirty-first in defense. What are you doing? And man? Slay's gonna be out the door real soon. You know, yeah, he keeps commenting. I know he seems pissed about this vanilla defense that they're running all the time that it everybody's is. been exposing. Uh, Quandre's gone. They kind of needed him. Uh, he's a playmaker for them for sure. I know he's having a down year, but you know he's just com- he's coming off uh, what a couple years ago he was an All Pro or a Pro Bowler. And I think, I think he's still that that kind of player. I guess. Um, let's let's dive into the uh, winner this week, and, and this was a blowout. And this is this one hits home for me. It's stinker, Mitch Trubisky, man. Oh man, if I don't even get me started on this player, man, he he shouldn't be a starting quarterback in this league anymore, man. This man, he can't throw a football. You got a thirty second time limit here, limit here, Chris. Okay, let me just rant for a second. One hundred twenty five <laughs> yards against the worst pass defense in the NFL. How do you do that? You have Allen Robinson against a juicy, juicy matchup. He should have went off. Uh, you got weapons such as Tariq Cohen, David Montgomery, and he's terrible, flat out. Less than a fifty percent completion percentage. One hundred again, one hundred twenty five yards against a terrible pass defense who allows. Fantasy points and regular yards at will, and he had a under a seventy rating. He didn't throw any picks, which is very surprising. The ground should count for him at this point. Okay, you got that in about thirty seconds. Uh, for the viewer and the listener, uh, Chris is not a big Mitchell Trubisky fan. If you did not uh, catch that through his through He's his rant, terrible. yep. Okay, and uh, but yeah, Trubisky not a great not a great quarterback. Uh, they I think he could be better if he leaves Chicago because I feel like there's just way too much pressure on him there. Number two overall pick. 
Uh, you just keep seeing everything on Instagram about how he was picked above Mahomes and Watson, and it's just nonstop, and I just think there's way too much pressure. I will uh, – sorry, I don't mean to cut you <laughs> off or anything here, but I will say um, this is actually – I'm going to defend him a little bit. I don't think they're using him quite right. I don't think he's a good – he's a terrible pocket passer. He, Get him out of the pocket. Yeah. Just look at the stats, 16 of 29, three touchdowns, one outside the pocket. Yeah. I mean, I don't really take much value into the Pro Bowl, a ton of it at least, at the quarterback position, but – he at least like last year he had a couple big games. Um, he can he can run the ball. He's only got forty eight or forty six or forty eight yards rushing for the season. No touchdowns last year. He I think he averaged kind of close to that. They need to get him out of the pocket because he's I'd say he's an average NFL quarterback when he's out of the pocket. But when he's in the pocket, he's not even good enough to be a backup. This man can't throw the football. It's that's what I'm saying. It's more of a team thing. I feel like Matt Nagy, the coaching staff, his he his, his teammates. Too. They I mean Matt Nagy's supposed to be this offensive guru, and it's just. They just don't have any faith in him, and it's impossible for anybody to succeed. And I don't think Trubisky is the most talented guy in the no, world. Absolutely. But when, not. He, but then when you, uh, on top of that, he's also set up to fail. I just, I, uh, it's it's not going to end well for Trubisky. And they got to they got to no. they got to trade it. Hopefully, he has a few big weeks here to end the year. Maybe they I don't can trade the him Bears, for something. I don't think the Bears are making the playoffs. They can trade him for something. The Bears get, can a, get a better quarterback. And Trubisky maybe can get his career. You back can't on bench track. the he's guy. He's still really young. You can't bench the guy yet because that's I think that's his his career is over. Then I don't. I don't know. I, he was all right last season. He was probably league average last year. He can he can move a little bit. He helped them win a couple of football games. Yeah. But you know, I'm, I'm just saying, 125 yards. It's just not going to cut it, man. When you're throwing wounded ducks all over the field, they're not even interceptable passes. That's how bad they are. They're, the reads aren't even. They're not even bad reads. You just can't throw the football. I watched him miss. I think it was Anthony Miller in the slot, wide open for 25 yards. He missed him by 15 yards. Threw it straight into the turf. It wasn't even interceptable. That's how bad of a throw it was. More of that from him. I'm expecting. Uh, I'm just expecting him to keep being trash all year. But we'll see. Uh, maybe he'll turn it around. I kind of hope not. <laughs> Ryan, do you have any other uh, Mitchell Trubisky uh, talk? No, you can't really defend the guy with stats like that. So uh, yeah, huge it, red numbers. On, on the bright side, though, apparently he turned off all the TVs in their uh, in Ooh. their hall. So God. he's got <laughs> focused. He's going to incomplete pass. And he's really going to be focused in on the the ground. <laughs> So, hey, he says that'll spark the turnaround for the Bears. Oh, but sure, I don't understand how turning a TV off will shut yeah, up they, the haters. They get the uh, the runner-up this week in the Lions for the choke job. Let's see. I'm, I mean, if he can't tear up this defense, he might be right back on this list as the winner <laughs> next week. I wouldn't be. He'll get my vote if he can't throw for at least 250-2. and two. Um, So now we're going to keep talking football here. We're going to talk about fantasy football, though. Yes, uh, we all have teams. We have a league. Um, I have five teams. How many teams do you got, Chris? Uh, I think I got six this year. I mean, there's one general that I really care about. I'm only three and six in that league, but some of the other ones I'm doing pretty well in. Um, we have our own little podcast league. It's kind of just it was kind of last minute. It's only yeah. pathetically a six team league, but you know hey. we we have fun. Um, I've been checking it a little bit, but let's uh, let's jump into some of the. Wait, Ryan, uh, how many teams oh, do you sorry, got? My bad. I got two. Uh, I got one money league that I mainly focus on, and I'm also in that podcast league, which is not going too well for me. But uh, we just changed the league settings today, so hopefully that uh, benefits. All the scoring settings were messed up, so we changed them. Yep. And our <laughs> records all changed because of it. Wait, what? You can go look if you want, man. Uh, I mean, we we decided to change it to the normal scoring. System. Yeah, we edited out all those bonuses. You're eight for... one, so you shouldn't be too upset. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it changed the record. We, we were much. thinking about outlawing okay, yeah, some of the players. Guys, so we were thinking about outlawing some of the players on your team, though, Drew, just to piss you off. So, uh, we just wanted to make you mad. Thanks, guys. Anyway, um, starts of the week, Ryan. All right. To start off at quarterback, I got Drew Brees playing the Falcons this weekend, who are currently 23rd in passing defense, which is not very good. 
They've also given up 19 touchdowns through the air, which is tied for third most in the league. They've also allowed the fourth most points to quarterback this year. So this is a very favorable matchup for Breeze, and he's coming off a huge week. And then he had that bye week just last week. His, his thumb's probably pretty much healed by now. I like him and Michael Thomas in that explosive offense. You get Kamara back, too. That's always He's always a threat to score on through the air. Uh, I'd expect uh, a big game out of Breeze. What about you, Drew? What do you got going on? For quarterback, I got uh, I actually had Drew Breeze, but then Ryan stole my pick. So I'm going to go Jameis Winston. I'm going to go Jameis Winston versus Arizona. Uh, I, I have him on one of my teams, and he's actually been pretty good uh, so far this year. Fantasy-wise. Fantasy-wise. He's been nearly a top-10 guy. I know he throws a bunch of interceptions, but Bruce Arians and that offense, uh, he's able to get a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns to kind of negate all the interceptions he throws. And this week he's got a really good matchup against the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, They are the worst team against quarterbacks in terms of fantasy this year, and I think also in terms of real-life football. So he's going to be really good, and it's hard to have a bad week against that weak Cardinals defense, and I think he's going to be really good. Chris, what do you got? Um, I got I got my guy Phil Rivers from the Chargers. You know he's had kind of an up and down year, not throwing too many touchdown passes, but he gets uh, a Thursday night matchup against the Oakland Raiders. You know they're allowing a ton of yards to quarterbacks, actually the most in the whole NFL right now in yardage. Um, they also have a pretty good run D. I'm kind of expecting a decent game out of Melvin Gordon as well, and also Austin Eckler. I think this is a get right game for this offense. You know I think he's going to throw for a couple scores. You know use the receivers, uh, the running backs out of the backfield. Maybe get Keenan Allen going a little bit. He's been kind of slow. Um, you know, I like him as a nice uh, streaming option, the low-end starter. Um, I'd even put him maybe in a FanDuel league or two. You know, that might be smart. He's. Uh, I'd expect him to have a nice game. Ryan, what's your uh, top running back pick? Just when I thought I was about to give up on David Montgomery, he has a strong last two weeks. He's got 100, 175 yards and three touchdowns in the last two weeks. He's always had a strong workload. The touchdowns and the yards just haven't been there, especially – with all the struggles Trubisky has, I'm not too sure about this, but I would go with Montgomery because he's facing a Lions defense who currently give up the most uh, fantasy running back points and also the six most yards on the ground in a game. What about the, you, Drew? Who do you got at running back? Uh, Dave Montgomery's a great pick. I had him on one of my teams last week, and he really proved up big just because I had so many backs on by, and he was just available, and I picked him up, and he thankfully had a really uh, good what week. What league are you playing in when you got waivers like David Montgomery? He should be rostered in all leagues. Uh, he had a, he had a rough stretch there for a little while, agree, and then he's, uh, he's a, people he was open. Though. He was open. I get you. Uh, I'm not complaining. Anyway, my running back pick is uh, Mark Ingram. He's playing the Bengals this week. He's quietly been a top ten running back this year, even though Lamar Jackson's garnering all the headlines for the Ravens. Uh, he's been a top ten back this year. Only scored below ten points three times. He's super consistent. Even though he might not have the huge week, he uh, won't bust on you. And then uh, he's, they're playing. They're coming off the huge win versus New England. They're facing the winless, the winless Bengals, second most rushing yards this year. They're going to be up big, so they're going to run the ball there down the stretch to to drain the clock. And he had 13 rushes for 52 yards and a touchdown versus Cincinnati when they played in Week Six. So I think he's got a really big week this week. Chris, what's your running back? Uh, looking at, I got a couple running back starts. I'm going to go over them real quick here. I got uh, Devin Singletary. You know, he's been. Uh, He's been a he looks like a second half promising player here for us. Um, he's uh he's playing the thirtieth ranked round Browns run defense and uh you know that's a juicy matchup for sure and he got twenty carries for ninety five and a touchdown and had a few receptions as well on a big gain through the air. Um, start him as a running back too. Uh, I I think it's pretty sa- a pretty safe floor for him and a very high ceiling. I, I would start him over a lot of guys and I'm kind of debating between him and Melvin Gordon in my own league right now. I'm not sure who I'm gonna pick. And then I also got uh, recently uh, promoted to the starter, uh, Ronald Jones in Tampa Bay. Uh, 
He's not yeah, like I just said, he's uh he just got promoted to the starter over uh Peyton Barber, who's not a very good running back. Jones has got some talent and some juice and probably some motivation now to have a big game. And he's got a great matchup against the uh Cardinals and they're all right against backs, but I expect him to have a nice uh a nice floor, 80 yards, maybe even a touchdown, a couple of receptions. He could be a nice RB2 to flex for you as well. That's a good pick. Both those are good picks. I know Ronald Jones has been a hot, uh, hot pickup because he was actually available in most of. I was able to scoop him up. In yeah, a lot of leagues. A lot of leagues he was available. Uh, looking to receiver Ryan, who you got? I got Galladay from Detroit. Uh, as bad as their defense has been, uh, this offense with Stafford and Jones and Galladay has been just excellent these last few weeks. Uh, just, just the sheer volume of target he he gets in the red zone and his red zone presence. I I think he merits a start in fantasy this week. And plus, smart pickup. And Matt Stafford's been, let's face it, he's been best player in Detroit so far. So uh, I, I'd start Galladay with some confidence this week. That's a really good pick. Um, not to plug myself or anything, but I met Kenny Dolly there over the summer. Got Very Dolly nice guy. Day. Whatever. That guy. Kenny G. I have his jersey. Go Kenny okay. G, baby. <laughs> Isn't that the one dude that plays the saxophone? Isn't there Kenny G? Yes, baby? sir. Yeah, Kenny he G. He runs those smooth routes as well, just like nice. the smooth sax. <laughs> He said sex. He did not say sex. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Keenan Allen, that's my receiver pick versus Oakland. He's been probably the, one of the biggest busts in terms of fantasy this year. Him or Joe Mixon are right up there. He had a monster first few weeks, but then he's been battling injuries. They've been spreading the wealth out there in L.A. between all the guys. They are kind of turning around, but like I said, they got Mike Williams, Melvin Gordon's back, Austin Eckler. Yes, sir. So hopefully they can get it, they can get the ball to Allen this week. They're playing the Raiders, who, as the Lions saw last week, uh, they are the worst AFC team Coaches. against opposing teams' receivers in terms of yards. So hopefully this will be Allen's chance to get back on track, have a really good week. Go Tannehill with Phil Rivers too as the third. Yeah, lead. and he should finally be able to. It's a get uh, right game through. for these two. Yeah. It's a confidence booster for both of them for sure. Um, I got a, a little a little lower down pick here for wide receiver. I got Devontae Parker from Miami. You know, he's uh he's been quietly having a decent season. He's up, he's still probably on a lot of waivers. You can pick him up and start him in this buy apocalypse we got going on. We got six teams on buy. A lot of good receivers that are better options than him. But Indies, you know, there's just a, a downright average pass defense. And Preston Williams is uh he's out for the year now. So he's pretty much the only receiver in Miami with I guess you can call it talent. He's a former first round pick and. As long as Fitzmagic is still the quarterback, uh, I expect him to get a lot of work. Uh, I'd say 70 yards and a touchdown would be a nice flex option for you there. Um, hey, Ryan, what do we got over at tight end for me? I'm going to go with my guy, Hunter Henry. Since uh, Four weeks since returning from injury, he's got 25 receptions with two touchdowns. He averages about eight targets a game, which is a ton for a tight end. And just his presence in the red zone, 6'6", 250. And he's playing uh, the Raiders, who we've mentioned before, one of the worst defenses in the NFL. They already gave up uh, almost 30 points to Darren Waller uh, about three weeks ago, and they also gave up 14 to Travis Kelsey about two weeks ago. So I would start Henry with confidence this week. Yeah, he's been one of the best tight ends all year. And uh, Ron, or Chris is currently showing us the black cat from the Giants-Cowboys game uh, a couple so nights he ago. he got added into the ESPN <laughs> uh, fantasy app. with um, It said he got 11.2 points, and he's only owned by .4 leagues. Uh, so so you know, hit, pick him up. That, that's my tight end pick of the week. Because honestly, nobody freaking knows that tight end. That's what I wrote in my notes. Touchdown or bust. That's yeah, I, uh, so I, I got – I mean, obviously you can put Kelsey or Kittle, but I didn't want to – I wanted to kind of think outside the box here. So I got Gerald Everett again for, for the Rams. He's – Facing off against the Steelers, 
coming off a bye, the Rams have been not as good as people expected them to be. So hopefully out of the bye, they're going to have a really big week. Um, he's been boom or bust so far this year. He's got three weeks, at least 12 points, four weeks of one or below one or below point. So or bust. Yeah. So you can start with at least a little confidence this week because the Steelers are a top 10 worst team against against tight ends. And like I said, the Rams are a good offense. Hopefully they can get him the ball specifically in the end zone. But Chris, what do you got? Um, I'm going to give you a, another deep pick for me. This is going to be the, uh, the the talented rookie from Minnesota. I'm going to go Irv Smith. You know, honestly, I've never heard that guy's name before in my life. Alabama really, product. Uh, he's a talented. Uh, you know, he's a rookie. They picked him in the first. I think it was the first round this year. Uh, Out of Alabama. Uh, yeah, I mean, they got Kyle Rudolph there, but he's been his uh, snap uh, his snap percentages increased like week to week. He's starting. He's averaged, I think, what seven or seven to ten points in PPR the last like three or four weeks. And they don't have Adam Adam Thielen for the next couple of weeks, so this could be a nice stash if you've got bye week. If you got no options, you're in a deeper league. Go after Irv Smith. He's got some upside this week for sure. Um, I I uh, I'm not sure if he's he could goose you for sure. Definitely, uh, it's in the possibility or realm of possibilities. But honestly, you know, that's the same for that's true for every yeah now. exactly. So. It's it's tough when you get to those streamers. You know, Irv Smith. I think he's he's definitely got some talent. He's got uh. He can run those downfield routes for you. If he catches a touchdown, you're going to be really happy for sure. Yeah, it's going to be. It's honestly the tight end. It's as long as you, if you don't have Kelsey and you don't have Kittle, even Ertz has been a really big disappointment. So it's just whatever you can get your hands on. I guess that's where you, that's where you yeah. have to go with. If you, yeah, if you can get Everett, um, I mean you're not going to find Henry on any waivers, but. If you can find uh, Everett, take him over Irv Smith. I mean, there's some other guys you can go after. Uh, he's a, he's probably a top 15 tight end in my opinion, Irv Smith is. But he can you can play him for sure. He's his his usage's going up. I think he's going to be a real talented tight end. I know Drew's never even heard of him. Not a true fan like me apparently. Yeah, I'm not a big Minnesota Vikings, Alabama fan. So That's fine. I guess I I don't know who Irv Smith is. Sorry guys. You're fine. Um, anyway, and another big thing that we like to do is sports betting, sports bets. Uh, they're legal now, right? In most, yeah, they're they're good. Kind of go. legal, yeah, kind of legal. <laughs> My bookie for sure. Yeah, so we like we Not like we like making bets. So each week we're gonna make a best bet. We might start doing some worst bets too. But for this week, let's just stick with best bets. I'll lead us. I'll start us off here. My best bet is uh, Seahawks versus Niners. Niners are currently favored by six. At least that's according according to FanDuel. As Chris and as hopefully I said earlier, I think the Seahawks could beat upset the 49ers this week the 49ers are coming in maybe a little overconfident russell wilson's played like an mvp this year and i think that's a really good bet to make is uh seahawks plus six um and even if they lose by a field goal you're still gonna win i think they're winning this game outright i'd take the money line for this uh what about you ron you want to get weigh in on this one real quick before you say yours uh I don't know. I, I I take the Niners just because of how they're playing right now. They're hot. They're at home. I like Russell Wilson, but I'm not sold on the Seahawks defense. Can we talk about how middle of the road they are? I mean, even with Clowney the and Niners are getting healthier on the O line too. Yeah, yeah, I think I think regardless of who wins or loses, I think it's gonna be a close game. Oh yeah, and no I, doubt. I think plus six is really is a lot of points. I think it's even if it's a three point game, you're still winning. It's a good pick, uh, Ryan. You want to give us your take? I'm gonna go to college football with my pick. Got a big showdown in the Big Ten besides the Penn State Minnesota. Iowa plays Wisconsin. Currently, Wisconsin is a nine and a half point favorite, which is pretty high considering that both teams are uh, anemic on offense. Uh, if you're a fan, don't tune in to watch this game because there's going to be a lot of punts and it's probably going to be very boring. Point but, city uh, baby. Yeah. So nine and a half points is too much. Wisconsin's not going to be able to cover that spread. Uh, it's going to be a close game, probably about a three or five point game. So. Uh, 
to expect Wisconsin not to cover this weekend. Yeah, that's, that's a good bet. I, it wouldn't surprise me if they don't even score nine and a half points. I'm being honest. That's that's a little over dramatic <laughs> for Wisconsin. You know, JT is still a stud. Uh, I think he's going to get it back going. I actually disagree with you. I don't know if I'd make a bet. Either JT way. against. Uh, AJ Epinesa and uh, Chauncey Golston. You like that matchup? He's he's a he's gonna be a first rounder. Nine and a half is still a lot of points. It's a lot of points, no, for sure. I don't I don't think I would make a bet either way. I like the pick. It's it's a ballsy pick for sure, no doubt. That's what you got to do. That's how you that's how you win big money. There is make some ballsy picks. Um, but I I uh, I don't know. I kind of like Wisconsin uh, to cover. Maybe I don't know. I wouldn't bet it. No no chance I bet it because I don't like Cone or their defense. Is that's kind of iffy too. But I'll give you mine. Uh, I got Lions uh, money line against the uh, Bears and Mitchell Trubisky. I'm, I'm assuming he's going to throw a pick six this game. I don't know. He's due. He hasn't thrown t- enough picks yet this year. Um, but I, I don't know. I like the Lions. They need a win. Uh, I mean, the Bears kind of need this one too. It's at. It's in Chicago, and and uh, I don't know. I just I'm not really sold on this Bears. Even this Bears defense. They're running. They're running into some injuries on the on, on the D line. They're probably not going to be able to pressure Stafford a lot besides Khalil Mack. And I mean, he hasn't even been a big factor this year. I don't know. I'm not really sold on even the Bears defense. I think Stafford can light them on fire a little bit. And I actually think this is a get right game for the Lions defense. I think they can hold the Bears to under 20, which is like scoring 100 for any other team because Trubisky is so anemic as a quarterback. That dude. Oh man. He's terrible. Let's not start about that again. Let's move on. I have a second pick real quick. Okay. The over 51 points in Washington State against Cal. I don't know. Washington State with uh, Aaron Gordon. Uh, I I just expect them to uh, to score um, a lot of points in this game. I don't. Cal's defense is pretty good. This is a this is kind of a risky pick, but I, I anytime I see Washington State with a line like this, I'm I'm I have to take it. I'm gonna be making this play this weekend for sure. Maybe even a pretty decent substantial bet on this one. Yeah, I mean, those are all really good picks, guys. And just remember, uh, USB is not responsible for any uh, money that you do lose based on these bets. It's not our fault. So uh, if you take our advice and we're that wrong. Your own risk. Yeah, so it's not our fault. So, yeah, that at your own risk, though. But I think those are good picks, and I think they're all probably going to gonna work out. But really, with sports, you never know. Uh, before we finish off, though, for the podcast, we're going to finish off with one more thing. We, really, we all really love NBA, and we haven't really talked to any NBA. So we're going to finish off with a top ten. Uh, it's going to be a top 10 segment of the podcast. We're going to have that every week. Yes. Right? And for this week, the first week, we're going to do a top 10 players in the NBA right now. So we all have a top 10 list. There's some honorable mentions. And uh, Chris, why don't you start us off? We're going to go honorable mentions. I'm going to I'm gonna give you all mine right now. I got Luca as an honorable mention. I got Kemba. I got Bradley Beal. I got Blake Griffin. Just missed out. Joel Embiid, and then this is a hot take. I'm going to go James Harden. I want to get in depth for him a little bit. This is why I don't think he's a top 10 player. He's super inefficient. He's off to a terrible start this year in efficiency. I know he scores the big points. It's all on free throws. I don't know. He plays a boring brand of basketball. He's a skilled scorer, non-existent defender. I don't know. I'm not really a big Harden guy. He's still a top. I mean, he's in the top 15. He's in the honorable mentions list. But I just I'm not really sold on him as a winner. I don't think he shows up in the playoffs, and he's super inefficient. I think he cares more about his stats than actually winning basketball games. So he's a little overrated for me. I'm, I'm assuming these guys probably both got him on their list. I haven't checked it out yet, but we'll see. So my honorable mentions are uh, so I got a few guys here. I, they're honorable mentions just because uh, of injuries. That's Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Blake Griffin. Curry and Durant would obviously be top five on my list, but just injuries, I don't have them up there. And Blake, probably around 8, 9, 10. He might have still been an honorable mention anyway if he was if he was healthy. 
other guys, I got Kyrie Irving. He was, uh, for my 10th spot, he was the toughest decision I had to make because he's been, even though he is kind of a ball hog, uh, he's you can't deny his talent. He's a really good player, 50 points. And I think I, I, he was really tough, and I was losing sleep over this last night, not going to lie. And then uh, Russell Westbrook, I know he's not efficient, but his talent is there. He's a walking triple-double. Uh, he almost made my list. And then Bradley Beal and Devin Booker, probably the two two of the best shooting guards in the league right now. Beal's really underrated. Yeah, they're both really underrated. Booker is starting to get a little bit more attention just because the Suns are finally improving. But Beal and Booker, uh, two of my favorite players in the league, and I almost put them on my list. Um, but, Ryan, what about your honorable mentions before we get to the top ten? So I got Clay Thompson. Uh, a little disappointed that he's not going to be able to play this year, show off his talents. Uh, obviously, we all know the Warriors are kind of a train wreck right now. Yay. I like what he does at both ends of the floor. He's an elite defender. He can really stroke it, uh, get a shot off from pretty much anywhere. <laughs> what? Just keep going. <laughs> yeah, he can really stroke it. Um, <laughs> I like Cat also in my honorable mentions. Um He's got to get better on the defensive end of the floor, but in terms of offensive ability, I mean, this guy can score from anywhere. You'd like to see him inside the paint more, not attempting threes, but uh, it seems like he's got a real good connection uh, with that new coach over in Minnesota. Also got Luka on there. I I have a sneaking suspicion that this kid's going to be the future of the league. Uh, Just talented. (laughs) Fundamentally sound in uh, every area of his game. He's got to improve on defense, but uh, offensively he's just – Fluid, smooth, everything you want out of a score. Also got Damian Lillard on my list. I would have put him higher, but uh, defensively, oh, hot take. Hot take. defensively sometimes he can be a liability, and he can also disappear in big games. So that's why I had him on my honorable mentions. Um, well, I disagree with that, and we'll get to how I disagree with that in a yes, second. Sir. But Ryan, why don't you start us off with your top ten? You want me to go with number one because you guys start at ten. Okay. You guys aren't you guys aren't gonna look number one, but uh, ten I got Kyrie Irving, uh, bit of a ball hog, bit of a cancerous teammate, but uh, you're talking about a pure scorer. I mean Kyrie's right up there with the best of them. Completely agree with that. He was almost my my ten guy. Uh, Like I said, super talented, can't deny the talent, even if he's maybe not all there. And Chris, what's your number? What's your number ten guy? I got I got the Joker Nikolai Jokic. No, he's a he's a big man. He's a good one for sure. Uh, he's a walking triple double. Uh, you know, he can shoot the three ball. Not a great defender, but the other things on the floor, he can do really well. He can pretty much do anything. He's a great passer, probably the best passing big man. And I think best all around big man over guys like Cat and Embiid. But that's pretty much all I got on him. Uh, Ryan, what are we looking at for you? Uh, you guys skip my number top ten, guys. So let's just yeah, it's a little unfair. A let's get Drew's ten before uh, we get nine. <laughs> uh, my number ten guy is Luka Doncic, the the donk, the donk, the donk, probably the best player in the NBA in two years. I'm gonna one up you on your uh, your bold prediction. All right. Uh, he's just an all around fun player to watch. He lost a little bit, bit that baby fat he had last year. Uh, LeBron called him a bad mother trucker uh, the other night. So. When Bron's saying stuff like that about you, I mean, he's a really good player. So uh, he's good fun to watch. He does it all on the floor. Can improve defensively. That's Another what, walking triple double. That's why he's number ten right now. But uh, one day he's gonna be number one. He's gonna be competing with guys like Kawhi and Giannis uh, for the top top player in the league. So interesting. I, I agree. So Ryan, what's your number nine guy? Now we can get to that. At nine, I got the best big man in the league, Joel Embiid. I really value guys that can uh, get it done at both ends of the floor. Embiid's one of the best shot blockers in the NBA. Elite defender. We know what he can do inside. He's also he's a little been been a little spotty from outside, but uh, he can definitely get knock it down from outside and get a shot from anywhere on the floor. So I got him beat at nine. 
What about you, uh, Chris? What do you got at nine? Um, I got Kyrie at nine, man. You know, he's he's an elite point guard, in my opinion. He's really carrying this Nets team. He's kind of kept quiet to himself so far this year. I know he's – I'm sure that isn't going to change when they start losing more games. But, you know, I think he proved that he can run a team at least to be a playoff contender. Um, without KD, they're not going to go super far in the playoffs. But he's averaging over 30 a night. He's been passing well. He's been shooting the ball pretty well. Uh, taking a lot of shots, but not as many as you'd think. He's been moderately efficient. Yeah, I've said it twice already, but yeah, Kyrie's a really good player. And even though he's got some drama on him, he's super talented. Uh, when he wants to lock down defensively, he's locked down defensively. And uh, my number nine guy, though, is probably the hottest guy, hottest take I might have, not the hottest guy. Hottest take I have, uh, that's LeBron James. Wow. I got LeBron James at number nine. Um, I think he's old. And though he's still really good, he's still a top ten player. Uh, I don't, I, just, I don't think he's he's as good as he was in the past. He's still one of the best players ever to play. I mean, he averaged twenty seven a game last year. What more do you want him to do? There's no way in- you can have him that low on the list. This he, is a this is a he, bad take. He gets injured all the time now, and I don't know. He's just he he lacks a days ago on off or not on offense on defense. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he spends another extended period on the. Uh, uh, on the injury table for again, and I I just don't believe in him anymore. And maybe I'm a little biased because I don't have never I've never liked LeBron, so maybe that's so my bias is going into it. But yeah, it is. Yeah, no for doubt sure. In my mind. But yeah, number nine, Ryan, what's yours? At number eight, I got Paul George. Just uh, think about how fun this is going to be when he comes back to the Clippers. You got Kawhi, Paul George, and Pat Beverly. I mean, who's going to score on that defense? Not just defensively, Paul George is a great three-point shooter. He's good when he's driving to the basket, very explosive athlete. So I got Paul George at eight. How about you, Chris? What do you got at eight? Um, I also got Paul George, so I'm, I'm not really going to do a whole lot after that. I'm just going to talk about, I mean, I'm just going to reinforce. When he gets back from that shoulder injury, they're just they're going to clamp up, and they're going to him and Kawhi are going to score 60 a game combined mostly. I don't think this team can even be beatable. I, don't, I, I think the Lakers are probably the closest thing to them, but with PG and Kawhi, Claw himself, that's that's a great duo, man. I don't know if anyone can top them. Uh, what about what do you got there at eight, Drew? Carl Anthony Towns. I know our producer John's gonna like this one because he's a big Minnesota Timberwolves fan. But yeah, Towns. If you look at his numbers right now, they're very comparable to Giannis's in his MVP year. Uh, and then he got into a massive fight with Embiid last week, proving that he's not afraid to get his hands dirty. Maybe he's not as soft as everybody thinks he is. Like kind of like Ryan said earlier, if he he's got to improve defensively, but if he can improve defensively, I think he could be right up there with uh, uh, Doncic, Luca. I can never say his last name for some reason. He'd be right up there with Luca as a top three player in the league for many many years to come. Uh, Ryan, what's your uh, number seven guy? Chris, you're not gonna like this. I got James Harden at number seven. Uh, just about the uh, pure. I I think James Harden right now is the best isolation player in basketball. I don't care about the whole fouls. He he knows how to manipulate the system. He's that's that's how he gets a lot of his points. Good for him. He, him and his step back. That's also controversial. But just from three point land and yeah, yeah well, right. It's been proven that you look it up on YouTube. It's not travel. So you got to watch closely. But anyways, uh, just him scoring the ball. Uh, I got him at seven just because of his scoring ability. Oh, man, I I don't know. I can't really uh I can't really agree with that. I've had him on my honorable mentions. I think he's a little overrated. Obviously, one of the best scorers in the league. Um, but he can't really do anything. I don't know. He doesn't really do much else very well. He's a good passer. He turns the ball over a lot. I got uh, my favorite player in the NBA and one of my favorite athletes of all time. I got D. Lil. This is the second best point guard in the NBA. No doubt in my mind. He's the most underrated player in the league. 
He's a great scorer. He really shows out in the playoffs, and he owns Russell Westbrook. He owns stock in, in Russell Westbrook's head, who's another really good guard. But I don't know, man. When he wants to turn it up on defense, he can do it. He's a great passer. He can rebound a little bit. He's pretty efficient, great free-throw shooter, but he gets it done in a lot of different ways, and he's the leader of this underrated Portland team that consistently gets to the playoffs and finally got over the hump of losing in the first round. And then what do we got over there for you, Julius? Uh, I got the joker, Nikola Jokic. Uh, he's got off to kind of a slow start this year, but like I said earlier when, Chris, you were talking about him at number 10, uh, he's a walking triple-double, and even though he's gone off to a slow start, he's still nearly averaging a, a triple-double. He was my actually my MVP MVP pick going into the year. I don't think he. I don't know if he'll be able to do that now with a slow start, but uh, I think he'll be able to turn it around. He kind of got off to a very similar slow start last season, but if he turns it around, gets a little bit better defensively. Uh, lose. I think if he loses a little bit of weight, not you know, I love the dad bod out there, but he's got to hit the gym a little bit. And I think if he does, gets a little bit better defensively, he could be one of the best big men of all time. I mean, he's so gifted offensively, and he's got to show a little more commitment. And I think the Nuggets are going to be good this year. And uh, that's why I got him number seven. He's going to be a big part of their success this year. This is going to be a good a good basketball team there. Uh, what do we got over there, Ryan? All right, at number six, I got Steph Curry. Uh, best shooter of all time, in my opinion. I don't think it's close. Uh, not just scoring the ball. He's really improved his ball handling and passing ability, which just makes him a dual threat. Uh, you're not going to know what he's going to do out there on the floor. He can get a shot off from anywhere and any anybody's face with any amount of defenders. Defensively, he's not great, but uh, he's kind of an average defender. But just his scoring ability from three-point land makes him my number six pick. And then I also got Curry at six. We're, we're on the same page over here, Ryan. You know, he's a great scorer. I don't really need to see anything else. I'm really sad to see him go down with an injury. But, you know, they might get a lotto pick out of this, and then they're going to be right back to competing for Nash, or not national championship. That's college basketball. For NBA titles, you know, they, they had a good run, Dynasty. I don't think the Dynasty's over yet. They can Dynasty's sell, done. No. It's they done. can sell it's off done. Russell it's over. and get a nice couple draft picks and some, some solid players around Curry and Clay. When he's back, he's going to be unbelievable as he usually is. Um, they might trade uh, both Russell and maybe De- uh, DeAndre Jordan. They might trade Draymond Green uh, with – I also have some rumors about that. So uh, I agree with Ryan and Dynasty's over. Anyway, though. My number six guy, Joel Embiid, like Ryan said, one of the best big men in the game right now. And, uh, again, he, he's got some injury issues, but when he's on, he's one of the best two-way players in the game. He'll be in MVP talks as long as he stays healthy and defensive player of the year talks. Uh, he's going to lead a really good Sixers team. They were undefeated until last night, and he wasn't even playing because of the suspension, because of the fight between him and Towns. He's going to be a really good player for years to come, and that's why he's my number six guy. Ryan, who's your? Uh, let's get into the top five. Who's your number five? At five, I got LeBron. Um, I uh, I also thought LeBron's kind of getting past his prime here, but I didn't want to go as far as to put him at nine. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, but uh, we know what LeBron can do on the floor. Excellent passer, probably one of the most underrated passers in the game. Uh, offensively, he's he's streaky from three-point land, but just his uh, what he means to the Lakers and what he means to this team, uh, just as an overall player, I got him at number five this year. How about you, Chris? What do you got at five? Um, I got the big man, AD, you know. Um, he's, he's a beast. Uh, there's no other way to put it. You know, him and LeBron are going to compete for championships for a little while until LeBron starts to actually get washed, unlike my uh, co-host here. think he's already done. It's ridiculous. He I don't know. I don't done. agree with it. Um, AD is just uh, he's a complete player. You know, he's the package. He's the player that LeBron needs as, like, I don't know. They're like a one-two punch. I don't think either one of them is considerably better than the other. There's an argument for both. And 80s off to a hot start this year. Drew, who do you got over there, man? 
Uh, I completely agree with you. At number five, I have also have Anthony Davis, and uh, I won't waste anyone's time. I Everything that you just said, I agree with. He does have some injury issues, kind of like Embiid, but when he stays healthy, again, just like Embiid, he's almost like an improved version of Embiid, one of the best two-way players in all of basketball. Uh, let's go farther in the top five. Ryan, you got number four. At number four, I bumped uh, Anthony Davis up one spot for me. I just think that, uh, honestly, he should be an MVP conversation this year. He's going to be that good if he stays healthy. So I got uh, Davis at four. How about you, Chris? Who do you got at four? Um, I'm going with, I know uh, Drew had him on his honorable mentions list, but you can't forget about KD, man. He's he's the best scorer in the NBA, in my opinion. I don't think there's anyone even close. I don't care about Harden's stupid ability to shoot free throws. KD, pure scoring. He can do it all. I even think he's a little overrated. That's why I have him at four. I, I think he – some people think he's the best player in the NBA. He's close, but I don't know. Um, sometimes he he can – I don't know. He kind of pisses me off sometimes. But he's a really good scorer. He can he can play a little defense too. And when he joins this Brooklyn team with Kyrie and him, I think they're going to make a really nice duo. And I think he can kind of rein Kyrie in and kind of set him into a more – honestly, I think Kyrie could be a leader on this team. That's an unpopular opinion. But – I don't know. I, I think this will be a NBA Finals team, maybe even as soon as next year. And what do we got over there from you, Drew? Yeah, hopefully when KD can get back soon. Um, I'm with you. I'm not a big KD fan. I used to be a huge KD fan. Now he's kind of just a jerk. But uh, hopefully he gets back soon. Hopefully he's back to because the NBA is just a better place with KD. But number four, I got Damian Lillard. I know uh, I think he was on your honorable mention list, Ryan. And Chris, you had him a little bit lower on your list. Uh, I think he's the best point guard in the league. Super, super underrated. Uh, he was in MVP talks last year, deservedly so. Uh, he hit that big jump shot against uh, Paul George and the Thunder to knock him out of the round, which was awesome. They, they nearly, or they made it to the conference finals, uh, beating uh, the Nuggets, and then of course losing to the Warriors. He's just a really good player, best point guard in the league in my opinion, and I think he's only going to get better. Let me, uh, let me talk about Lillard just for a second. You know, I, I think he's the most clutch player in the NBA, man. He's He's ice cold in those clutch moments, you know. I really like him as a player. Um, he's a he's the unquestioned leader of this team, and he he doesn't carry him necessarily because they got a good roster. But he is by unquestioned the best player and the leader of this team. And what do we got over there? Number three, Ryan. Number three, I got uh, the board man himself, Mr. Kawhi Leonard, coming off a uh, Finals MVP season. Uh, what would have been an uh, MVP caliber season if he could stay healthy? Won that championship with Toronto. I got him at three because his defense has started to. Uh, Slack a little bit. I know he kind of clamped up Giannis in that series in the playoffs last year, but uh, we he know saves we, it for the playoffs, no doubt. Yeah, we know what he can do uh, offensively. Uh, that mid-range game is just deadly. He's a pretty good three-point shooter, and uh, he's also a great rebounder. But defensively, I'd like to see him pick it up a little bit. Uh, but uh, I got him at number three for me. What about you, Chris? And I got uh, I got the ageless LeBron at number three. You know, he's he's not at all. That's flat out a stupid take. I'm sorry, co-host. Um. He's a great player, you know. He, I think he's gonna have a great year. Um, if he can stay healthy, they can manage his workload a little, kind of how they do with Kawhi over in the Clips and the Raptors. Um, I think he can be better than ever, honestly. I think he's still got a couple more dominant seasons in him, and he could do it all. Um, I think his defense is a little iffy sometimes. When he wants to play defense, he's he's a freak on, as an athlete. So I don't know. I I just think these two are haters of LeBron. Can't put their bias aside. I don't even like LeBron very much either, but I still think he's a top three player in this league. And if you said he was one, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad. I would be mad. And um, <laughs> you're probably, if, as much as you hate my LeBron take, you're also going to hate my number three pick. It's James Harden. Uh, he's an MVP candidate. Probably could have, should have won the. Should have won. Should have won the MVP last year. 
Nope. Uh, you just look at his points per game. Uh, he's gotten off to a slow start. And I think he's still averaging over 30 points a game. So the beard, he's just awesome. He's just a great player. Him with Westbrook, it's going to take a lot of the pressure off him this year. I think he's going to be even better. And I think the Rockets are going to be good. This might be the year they finally break through. Who knows? They've gone off to a slow start. Nope. But I think Harden's one of the best talents in the league. And uh, I don't know. I don't know why Chris is hating on him so much. But, uh, he, yeah, I, I mean, just to comment real quick on him, I'm not going to spend too much more time on him because they kind of already – I mean, he's still a top 15 player in this league. He's maybe the best scorer in the NBA. But he can't do anything else. That's just my opinion on him. I think he's a turnover machine. Very hyper inefficient, good, really good free throw shooter. Maybe the best in the league at that. Gets to the Steph line Curry. a lot. Steph Curry's the best free throw. Okay, free throw well, shooter he's arguably league. the best. Then we'll say that. But no defense. Um, I don't know. He 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 doesn't play defense flat out. There's no like he's not it's, a bad it's defender. Than it used to be. Mm, that's not saying much. All right, I'm done talking about him. Let's go on to number two, Ryan. Number two, I got Giannis, the Greek freak himself. Uh, I think if he can develop a jump shot, I'm gonna move him up to number one. We all know what he does on both ends of the floor. Just a total freak um but uh yeah i got him at number two how about you chris well chris and i have the same number two we We all have we all have Giannis for i think exactly the same reason i don't know what you said yeah um i have the same reason there uh he struggles with the outside shot and he's off to a slow start from the line but he's a he's the most athletic player in the nba he's so gifted he's gonna be the best player in the nba in a couple years once Kawhi starts to slow down and that's kind of a spoiler to me and drew's next pick which the number one it's Kawhi. yeah Kawhi leonard uh, I mean, yeah, going back to Giannis real quick, though, I heard he's working on a skyhook like Kareem and the jump shot. If he gets that, he's going to be actually unstoppable. Yeah, he's just so good. But, yeah, Kawhi, number one pick for both of us. Uh, he's not as good defensively as he used to be, but that he's still one of the best defensive players in the game. And his offense has really come along since he entered the NBA uh, with the Spurs. And now he's with the Clippers, and he's, he's not going to play that much. But if you just go based on talent, he's the best player in the league. Best, one of the best personalities in the league, and yeah, Chris, you gotta love Kawhi, man. I, I don't know, he's one of my favorite players in the league. I'm glad I, I liked him in the Raptors, but I'm glad he signed for at the Clippers. You know, he's in the spotlight a little more. Him and Paul George are gonna be great together, but he can just do it all. I don't know. His offense, it's not the most. He's not the most skilled offense player on this list. He's up there, but he's one thing he is is he's efficient from the floor for sure. Something that Harden doesn't have, and some of the other players lower on this list that shoot a low percentage. He shoots a pretty high percentage from the floor for a wing, and he's still a real, uh, probably a top 10 defender in the league and all-around player. I just think he's unstoppable. He's ridiculous in the playoffs. Did you say that's... probably a top 10 defender in the league? He, he's probably the best defender but in the he's, league. His defense has slowed down a little bit. I don't know. Um, he's definitely top five. Yeah, yeah. I, all right, that's fine. Man, I was just spitballing there for a second. But, you know, he's a great player, man. It's I don't think there's – he's a top three. No, Nobody's going to argue that. But let's hear what uh, Ryan's got to say for his number one. Very controversial. I got uh, Kevin Durant as my best player in the NBA. I mean, that's not controversial. He probably would be number one if he was yeah. healthy. I, I I don't even care about the injury. Just a seven-foot guy who can shoot like that, get his shot off anywhere, anytime he wants, is just unbelievable. And if you notice, when he wants to, he can be an elite defender. Just yeah, no doubt. His size, his yeah. length. Uh, I got Kevin Durant at he's, number one. He's, he's underrated how good of a blocker he is, honestly. Yeah, I know I know Stephen A. Would, uh, Stephen a. Smith would love me for that pick, but uh, – yeah, There's no argument that he's out of the top five when he's healthy. I know Drew had him in his honorable mention, but that isn't for the lack of talent, yeah. obviously. Yeah. That's just because he's hurt. He he made his list a little differently than ours. Um, no big deal there. But um, to conclude here uh, on the uh, USB cast, uh, we're next week we're gonna tease the uh, NBA overreactions. You know, we're uh, we're really gonna dive into some of the early uh, season talk. You know, we didn't get to it as much today. We just kind of talked about some players, but you know, we're really gonna 
dig deep at some of these teams that have surprised and some of these teams that have underwhelmed, I guess. Yeah, and we're also going to touch on some other stuff, maybe do a little bit more NFL, NCAA football coverage. Of course, that big LSU-Alabama game. Should be a good uh, should be a good week, and hopefully you guys. Uh, and it's Michigan-Michigan State week. Can't forget about that. We're going to preview That's that not game. That's going to be a, a game. Don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Well, we'll preview contest. it anyway. I don't. I agree, but we're gonna we're gonna take a look at the lines and stuff. I'm going to make a bet in that game for sure. I'll I'll give it one of those. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a really good week uh, to preview Michigan-Michigan State. Kind of like what Ryan said. It's going to be a really uh, really easy win for Michigan, I think. But of course, uh, hopefully you follow us at our Twitter account. We're going to get Instagram up pretty soon too. Uh, Twitter is at USBcast. Uh, give us a follow. Interact with us. Tell us what you want to want us to hear. Want us to talk about. Uh, send in suggestions. Uh, we we want to hear all that. Take some. Uh, we'll take some uh, fantasy questions for sure. Any uh, any top ten lists you want to hear from us. Uh, any other questions you have that you'd like to. We'll bring it up on the pod for sure. No doubt. And uh, yeah. Also, we are all writers for the Michigan Journal too, and we do uh, coverage both. Dearborn stuff and professional sports stuff goes on the website. Uh, definitely check that out too. Uh, thanks for listening. And Ryan, I think you're going to end us off with a little bit of an end quote here. So this is uh, from my main man, Mr. Kawhi Leonard. Uh, we're going to end today's show with a little, hey, hey, hey.